Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show. I cannot wait. She's a she's a home girl. I want to call it that without uh, being disrespectful because she's also a, a doctor, board certified children's dentist, head of our own practice, Brilliant Smiles in Newark, New Jersey. She's also on staff, attending faculty member at Newark Beth Israel Medical Center, which is the same hospital she was born in. Let me welcome to the show, Dr. Sophia Webb. Hello. 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 Thank you so much, Karen, for having me. Listen, I, I, um, I'm starting a directory. We're, we're working on building out a directory in Nubia because every time I, you know, uh, turn around, it's like, where do we find doctors that are, and they don't have to be black, but they have to care about us. You know, black folk have to fight so hard for our health care and especially children, you know, and now we have to ask these questions. You know, I, I had a white mm-hmm. pediatrician, oh, man, he was so nice, but this current climate, I don't know if you could trust people like we could <laughs> 50 years ago, you know, uh, with our health, uh, in the hands of people who may not see us as human. So, um, when I saw that you're a children's dentist, I was like, first of all, why, why did you pick little mouths? You know, sometimes other people can see success for you that you can't see. When I was in dental school, I wanted to do root canals, but all of my teachers were like, you should do kids. And I mean, I'm a bit quirky. So It wasn't that much of a surprise, but honestly, I am so glad that I chose pediatrics because if it was was any other specialty, I probably wouldn't still be doing this almost 13 years later. Uh, So what what is it about the the mouth? Um, You got your master's in public health at UMDNJ when it was UMDMJ Um, to to go into pediatric dentistry. What and and again, I, I went to the dentist by accident in the second grade because my name was the same as the name of a young lady who had a dentist appointment. So they called me out of class to go. And I was like, Oh, and I got the little red tablets. I was excited to go get my, (laughs) but it was the first time I had been to the dentist really was in the second grade. How young, um, and I'm asking compound questions. Let me just stop there. What is it special about the young mouth? Well, as a general dentist, and again, I was born at Beth Israel. I'm on staff there, but I was also a resident there as a general dentist And one of my, well, my first job was working in the Newark public school system. So as a kid, I went to Dayton Street School and that was my first job, being a dentist inside of Dayton Street School. And although it wasn't, you know, I I didn't necessarily plan to treat children, that was my job. I saw students all day and I loved it. It was so much joy. I found that these children, you would teach them something and they were sponges. They would actually come back and be like, I was flossing, I was brushing. You know, it's hard to teach your old dog new tricks sometimes. So with these little ones, I found that they had just such enthusiasm to learn something new. Um, They're absolutely adorable. And they were very entertaining, very fun. So I got to really put my personality on display and have fun. And I I was hooked. I had to go back to school for two extra years just just so that I can do this specifically and do it at the highest level possible. How young should a parent or guardian or loved one take their child to the dentist? What's the the youngest age that a child should visit? So the American Academy of Pediatrics, as well as the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, recommends that a child sees their first dentist by the eruption of the first tooth, but no later than their first birthday. One? 
Absolutely. So my parents were derelict. Okay, well, hold on. A little, well, little bit late, you know. <laughs> well, my mom didn't have any teeth. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But so, so I guess they were like, mm, whatever, brush your teeth. Um, and I sucked my thumb until I was 11. So that was, you know, oh, it was a lot going on. So you were what, a dentist dream. You had a lot going on. I did, but n- not buck teeth, though. I figured out how to suck my thumb in a way that didn't uh, bow my mouth out. I was gotcha. clever. I was clever with it. That said, um, okay, so what are you doing for a one-year-old at the dentist? So when you come in, I mean, first you have to think about it from a primitive perspective, right? You have a one-year-old child. You're already making the assumption that they're going to scream and holler. And they should. That is expected. That is considered normal behavior. But I want the parents to come in when the child is young. I mean, aside from the national recommendation, but so that I can meet them and so that I can prevent the family from making the wrong decision. That's going to put their child at risk for having cavities, um, as well as a lot of oral diseases you can detect from the mouth. So it's more from an anticipatory guidance perspective. And for me to say, hey, if you want to have your child's oral health at top notch, you want to get an early start, come on in and I'm going to tell you some tips, some tricks for you to get that done. And then also by the time the child is two and a half, three, they're like, they're running in here and jumping into our arms. And it's really exciting. It's, it's really fun. So you're getting them used to, cause the dentist is a anxiety uh, for a lot of adults. They get anxieties like, ah, when they go to the dentist, but if you bring them in at an early age, then they get more comfortable as well with the whole, all of the things. A hundred percent. Okay. I mean, sometimes I'm taking children as young as two years old um, that they may have 20 teeth and out of 20 teeth, they have 15 cavities. What? Come on through. Dr. Webb, how? How do you get that many cavities and 20 teeth? I mean, well, the first thing, right? Your diet, how often you're having milk and by what mode are you getting the milk? And if you're getting milk still to go to bed at one and a half, two years old, you know, initially it's not so bad, right? Like, you know, I have a young daughter. I breastfed her her first year. And then what I noticed after she turned one, she was eating all day all the snacks, you know, grandma gives this lollipop, grandpa wants to give this, auntie wants to give something else. So all day, this child is getting sugar, they're getting carbs, they're getting juice. And so at night, right, you want to, you know, get them to sleep and you tend to give them something to eat. And then the teeth never get a break. So at around 18 months to 24 months, the teeth are like, I have been, I've been through a lot. I am tired and they start to break down. And so we want to break those habits from the child having food or milk right before bedtime to give the mouth an opportunity to recover overnight. Okay. Now those are called baby teeth. So why even bother? They're going to fall out anyway. Dr. Webb. They're going to fall out, but not today. So front teeth fall out between the age of six and eight and back teeth fall out around age 10 to 12. And so the habits that you're doing, I mean, I don't know about you, Karen, but if I'm doing something straight for six years, year seven, I'm not really going to be inclined to change my ways. So if we start those healthy habits early, it's going to transfer into the permanent dentition. Okay. All right. So when you meet a child at two that has cavities, are you filling those cavities or are you having a conversation? Cause they're little tiny teeth. Are you, are you having a conversation with the parent about, you know, leaving a bottle in the bed with them overnight or giving them juice at night? Um, are you having that conversation? 
Oh, we're having many conversations and it's such a layered question, right? Because sometimes we get a child that comes in and their cavities are very minimal, right? They are, the cavities is just barely detectable by looking at it. And so usually with this, if the parent starts using a fluoridated toothpaste, sometimes you can like freeze this in that spot or you can sort of remineralize the teeth. But then sometimes you have children where the cavities are now in the nerve, right? And so those children, they need, you know, extensive treatment to save that tooth. And someone may say, well, you know, it's going to fall out. It may be a couple years. Why even save the teeth? Well, you have to really think about what are you using your teeth for? You're using it to learn how to speak. You're using it to properly chew your food so that you can have good digestion. A child that's hungry at school and not well and doesn't have great nutrition, they're not going to learn. Right. And also, I mean, children are vain from a young age, you know, to a certain extent. And so children, they want to smile and they don't want to get picked on for looking different. And so maintaining oral health, maintaining, um, you know, a good family dynamic where everyone is brushing. So sometimes I get parents that come in and they're like, well, I don't give them any sugar and I don't give them any juice. And I ask the parent, I say, well, when's the last time you went to the dentist? Oh, I haven't been to the dentist in years. I'm like, well, do you have cavities? Yes. Well, when you kiss your child, the same bacteria that rots the parent's teeth will rot the child's teeth. It's contagious. So wait, are you, wait, hold on, Dr. Absolutely. Webb. Absolutely. Bacteria yes. is contagious? Yes, indeed. Jesus. Oh. Yes. And so, again, wait, pause, pause for a second. Uh, this is a off question. So if you are an adult and you're kissing someone, your paramour, who may have yes. poor dental hygiene, that person yes. can, you could catch their cavities? Yes, indeed. All right, y'all. I done gave y'all something else to, because now I need your credit score. Open your mouth. Let me see if you got cavities. Let me get your yes, last I need dental to see record. Your X-rays. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! All the things are so much. All right. What age should children start flossing? So, usually, the recommendation is to floss teeth once they are touching. Honestly, it's the only way to clean in between teeth when the teeth are touching. You have to mechanically remove that food. So lots of times for children, most of the time their teeth are not touching in the front of the mouth, but they're touching in the back. But like I said before, if you wait until the teeth start touching maybe age four, five, or six, that child's been doing brushing their teeth for two, three years without ever feeling floss, and it feels weird. If you ask an adult that doesn't floss, they'll say, oh, I don't like it. It yeah. hurts. Oh, I just don't like it. You want to get them accustomed to that sensation so that, you know, flossing, brushing, using a rinse is just like normal for them. But seeing mommy and daddy do it will also. Hello, mommy Absolutely. and daddy. Floss your teeth. I'm I'm a water pickaholic right now. Like, okay. it's, it's just fascinating that I could brush and then water pick and there's like a, a old chicken bone from 20 years ago because I don't even eat like that anymore. <laughs> I'm like, hey, where did that come from? I just brushed thoroughly and rinsed my mouth. How did that get? So I love the water yes. pick for that. Do you recommend a water pick for a child or do they have a little water pick, pick eye? I think the picks? water pick is a great adjunct to floss, right? But the floss is going to get you an A+. Plus. The water okay. pick is fantastic, but it's B plus A minus. Sometimes you really got to get in there and mechanically pull something out, right? If you got a knot in your hair, you're not going to use the blow dryer to just blow it straight. Sometimes you got to get that comb. Look at the culture. Yes, Dr. Sophia Webb is here. Uh, brilliant Newark. 
Newark.com. Brilliantnewark.com for those of you who are in the area. All right. Biggest, um, mis- I won't call it mistake, things that we don't know about children, those who have children and dental work that they may need. What's the biggest, not mistake that people make, but thing that they, ig- ignorance uh, around a child? Well, I mean, I think some of the things we already discussed, they think that maybe they're too young to floss or they may think, you know, the baby teeth are going to fall out. So it's kind of like, you know, no boundaries, just eat what you want when you want. And really, you know, activating those habits very early is really what's going to save them when they're in middle school, 10, 11, 12, and you're not really overseeing them as much anymore. You know, if it's their norm, they're going to keep doing it. But if it is not their norm, I mean, we see a tremendous amount of patients. You know, I don't know if you know, Karen, but we opened up a month before COVID. So we opened February 2020. So it was grand opening, grand closing. Wow. Yes. And even in that first year being shut down for three months, we saw 1,049 patients. So we saw a lot of children, right? Basically in about six and a half months. And what I found was, I mean, number one, community is everything. We had been, you know, seeing patients maybe seven or eight per day. And one person came in and they posted us in the Black-owned New Jersey group where everyone goes for all Black everything. Oh, I'm looking for a Black dentist. I'm looking for a Black OBGYN. And someone posted us with a photograph. And literally, I mean, that must have been at the end of the week. Monday, we came in, we had 100 voicemails. And we have just taken off since then. And so from that first year, seeing 1,039 patients, I mean, the next year, we pretty much doubled that. And what we've seen, you know, we've seen lots of tiny ones, which are my personal fave, age two, three, four, five. But we've seen a lot of older children that really probably hadn't been to the dentist two years before COVID even started. So now we have a child in our office that hasn't seen a dentist in five years. And now all of their baby teeth are falling out and their adult teeth are coming in. And we are in rescue mode. So again, the earlier you get your child to the dentist, the better. But don't be reluctant or ashamed to if it's been a long time or if they've never been. Right. Don't let shame keep you uh, from going to the dentist. We're on with Dr. Sophia Webb. The little red pills that I talked about back in the day that you chewed up and then it would show where where you needed to brush. I think some adults need that as well. Uh, I, I love that. When they sent me home with it, I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to brush. It was. Do they do that? Do you guys do that anymore? Not not really. Um, you know, those disclosing tablets have uh, some red dye in it. And so you have <laughs> so some people that are of the oh school of God. thought that don't want to be bothered with that. However, I have several patients that come in that are still able to access this. And so if if you are a family that uses this, a good way to use it to teach your child that they're not brushing well enough or that they need to just, you know, brush more frequently is have them brush their teeth then use the tablet and it'll show them where they missed. Okay. But typically, no, we are not doing that um, much in dental offices, if at all. I don't do it here in my practice. Brilliantnetwork.com, brilliantnetnework, excuse me, brilliantnework, Newark, New Jersey, brilliantnewark.com. If you're in the Essex County area, I'm sure you probably have patients that come from all over New Jersey because we will travel for a good dentist. Oh, yes. I have patients that come from Atlantic City. So prior to me opening up my own practice, I worked for a very large company and they had practices. I worked as far south as Deptford and uh, 
Millville and as far north as up like near Sussex County. And so we have patients that come to us from all over the state and some even come from New York. Um, you know, the website, like you mentioned, is brilliantnewark.com. But also, you know, because I treat pediatrics, we have a lot young people that bring their kids here. So on Instagram, you can follow us. It's Fun Kids Dentist. That's F-U-N-K-I-D-S-D-E-N-T-I-S-T. I love it. I love it. I would love to have you back on uh, to take calls and things and spend some more time with you because I think this is so important. Uh, y'all, as young as one, go take your child to the dentist. And if you're in the, in the tri-state area, go to brilliantnewark.com. Dr. It's Sophia. actually Children's Oral Health Month this month. So is February, it? We, yes, it is always a big push to get children to what we like to call their dental home. This month, we also started a partnership with the Leaguers, um, which is a Head Start program here in Newark. We service 19 sites. We go into the schools and we do the exams, cleanings, and fluoride treatments there. And then we send them home with a report card letting them know, hey, your child is at high risk and we see cavities or no, your child seems to be at low risk. We don't think there's anything going on, but get them to a dentist within six months. So this month is, uh, you have lots of dental offices, even if you don't come to me, that are offering free dental days. It's a really big push to help children to find their dental home. Uh, my office, we are participating in a free dental day uh, the last Tuesday of the month. So if you are uninsured or underinsured and your child is in crisis, please give us a call at 862-955-2285. Get on our website uh, at brilliantnewark.com or follow us on Instagram, Fun Kids Dentist. And with that telephone number, you can also text us. Again, that's 862-955-2285. I would love to meet you all. So you personally, your your office, the Brilliant Newark, yes. Brilliant yes. Newark office, brilliantnewark.com, you're going into schools around yes. Newark. And what are you doing there? We're doing dental exams, uh, screenings, we're doing dental cleanings, and we're doing fluoride applications. Uh, the children that participate in the program, their parents sign a permission slip asking us to see their child. And once we see the child, we provide them with a report card. So they go home with this piece of paper outlining to the parent concerns that we may see or kind of giving them a pat on the back saying pretty good job. Uh, we also encourage them to find their child a dental home if they haven't already. And it's been going really great. All right. And it's a big push this month specifically. Because it is National uh, Children's Dental Health Month. The fluoride, we've, we've been talking, uh, you know, the, the health care industry or maybe people in health, primarily naturopaths, talked about fluoride being problematic in our water. Like we shouldn't be drinking fluoride, but fluoride is in our water. Giving fluoride tablets, what does that do, Dr. Webb? Well... Most times a pediatrician may uh, write a prescription for fluoride. It's dependent upon what township you live in, whether the water is already fluoridated, the age of your child, and whether they're using a fluoridated toothpaste. There is something called fluoride toxicity that we are very uh, on the lookout for, but in small amounts like a fluoridated toothpaste or rinse, uh, I was trained that it was not harmful. Um, there are some families that opt against fluoride that don't use fluoride toothpaste at home. And we were a member of your healthcare team, right? So if your child is low risk and you opt that you don't want to have fluoride, we don't necessarily, you know, at my practice, shove that down your throat. However, fluoride is found in trace amounts all throughout the mineralized portions of our body, our bones, our teeth. And what it does is it helps to fortify these hard structures to make them strong. And it creates something called fluoroappetite. 
um, something that is similar to hydroxyapatite, which is naturally found in the tooth to keep it hard and strong. Okay. Uh, so at my office, we, uh, we do provide fluoride treatments for children, but we treat many families that, uh, that opt against it. We provide the education and we respect everyone's decision. You personally, Dr. Sophia Webb, cause I stopped using fluoride toothpaste. Okay. Do you, do you use fluoride in your toothpaste? I absolutely do. Okay. Um, and I, it, like, we are all learning here. So I want to, yes. so the fluoride, it helps harden your teeth to protect them against the cavities and the uh, bacterial incursions. Yes, it, it helps to fortify your teeth. Absolutely. So I'm a person that had a high caries index, right? So I needed to use this what so is that? that I can Wait, help. pause, pause, Dr. Webb. A high I was now? more susceptible to having cavities. Okay. Right. And so for me and for my family, we use fluoridated products in my home. Um, okay. I, I appreciate that. You know, uh, you, you you hear some things, you, then you read some things and there's so many conflicting, you know, pieces of information, studies that will say one thing and you just don't know what to believe. It's it's very confusing, coupled with the water crisis that are in too many of our cities, uh, Newark now being among them as well. Like, how do we Newark even... is not fluoridated. So actually, for my public health degree, I had to do um, I did a study comparing Washington, D.C., where I was in residency at Howard versus Newark Water to see which population uh, at these health centers where I treated patients, which had the higher incidence of caries. And it was Newark and Newark is not fluoridated. Ha. Huh. Okay. Um, Newark used to have the best water. Yeah. I remember my, my dad. Oh, from everyone Newark. used to say that in yeah, the 90s Newark, and the 80s. Newark, yeah. yeah. Had the best water. I don't know what happened. They keep switching the water sources and we have to have control over that. Uh, I'm going to take one call. Uh, Elliot has been holding on. I don't know if this is a children's question, Elliot in Michigan, but since we have the dentist here, we're Dr. Sophia Webb. Uh, I think she can answer it. Hey, Elliot, welcome to the Karen Hunter show. Hey, hello. 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 Hi, Elliot. Hi. Uh, my, my question was, why do people spit when they talk? <sighs> Great question. It's just the way the good Lord made them. So there's nothing wrong with people who uh, have a lot of saliva. I mean, potentially they have a, I mean, if you have a large amount of saliva in your mouth, you are actually less likely to have caries because your mouth is always cleaning itself. People with a drier mouth tend to have more cavities. Okay. Now what about the people where the stuff gathers in the corners of their mouths? What is, is that? All right. I don't think that's a, <laughs> as a, you know, you've seen that and you're like, just wipe oh, right here. It. Just do this. Just stop. Don't you feel yeah. that? And then, and then it'll turn into a thing with, when they open their mouths, it's like this, the spider web of, of nastiness. And it just, and I, I always wanted I almost to, forgot about that during COVID when everyone had on a mask. Yes. Which is another but reason to keep them on. To Keep yeah. them on. Yes. That we don't see the corners. Um, Dr. Webb, uh, if, if for people who aren't in Newark or New York or in the area to come to your brilliant Newark.com, brilliant Newark.com, 862-955-2285. Did I get the number right? Yes. yes. And you can text them. How do they find a great dentist like you? Well, you can go on the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry and they have a directory of pediatric dentists that will be in your area. Um, in addition to that, you can call your insurance company and they will give you a list of providers that um, that they are in network with. And you can also get online and join the groups that are um, 
important to you? And I would say just ask that question. You know, my office in particular, we have grown so rapidly because of word of mouth. And so if you're looking for a specific vibe or a specific type of office, just ask the people that you know. They will definitely direct you uh, to what you're looking for. I love it. Uh, you are a pleasure. I can imagine the young people that come uh, through your your office are really just so blessed to have you as their dentist. Uh, Dr. Sophia Webb, DDS. She is at BrilliantNewark.com and you can reach out at 862-955-2285. Thank you for coming here today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yes. All right, y'all. Get your children flossing and brushing and doing all the things at age one with that one tooth that they got. Just that one tooth. They got to brush and floss that one tooth. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.